everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WizWit Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Drew, and with me as always are my co-host, Devin. Hello. I got nothing today. And Ryan. Well, I was going to talk about how The Mandalorian was pretty good. I watched that today, but now I'm in a bad mood because my fantasy team, my fantasy football team lost by a point because of San Francisco's defense and STX is being a real, being a bunch of nerds because I ordered gloves and they refunded me for some reason. Didn't give me an explanation. Uh, I want to add to the San Francisco. I also lost my fantasy football matchup, but I needed the San Francisco defense to kill it, but I also needed Emmanuel Sanders to kill it, and he got hurt in the first quarter. So I had one of those things happen, Mm. and then I was oh so close. Well, I lost. We're not going to talk about Sunday's betting for for football because it was horrible um, because Vegas just made out with a ton of money. Um, but last night I won 20 bucks uh, on the Seahawks, so that was nice. Oh, that was the other thing, too, because we had that uh, promo money from FanDuel, and I bet 30 of it in a parlay. <laughs> yeah, they got fucked this uh, week. I lost like 100 bucks this week. In weekend. football. Yeah. For football. So, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I have a question for you guys. Mm. Um, are the Flyers fun? I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm, I mean, so I'm far, having, it's... I'm having fun. I want to say... Good time. So the last game, as of the recording of this po- podcast, was Boston, right? Yes. I remember that. I had to ask because my memory is crazy right now. Yeah, baby. We got it. <sighs> what I <laughs> noticed was Jim Jackson is having fun. Jim Jackson is the man. And I... You're right. I want... He was... He was like, I know, he's great. You know, he's, that's what we all Mm -hmm. grew up here. Um, Mr. Robot, I'm going to have to stop you. I'm going to have to stop you, Mr. Robot. Oh, no. I'm going to mute him for a second, and then we'll get back to him in a second. Uh, Ryan, let me know when he stops, uh, you know, freaking out. Um, Uh, Yeah. Yes, as Dev was trying to say, he he gets excited as we all were as kids. He shoots, he scores! So let's see if he's still a robot, Dev. Am I still a robot? No. No, you're good. Uh, but I covered for you. So Thank uh, you. I think I did more of a Tim Saunders, but... You did do more of a Tim Saunders, and I kind of tried to bridge it. But yeah. I kind of did a little bit. Like, Tim Saunders does that. He shoots, he scores! He scores! Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway... He was like, you know, he was into it, and it was cool, because I was into it, and he was into it, and it was, we were all into it, and it's been it, a really long time since it, we've been into it. It felt like playoff hockey with his commentary, right? It, yeah. it felt like it had that, like, it, it may be early, it may be November, but it felt like it was a late uh, April, you know, about to be playoffs, pushing hard for the playoffs, must-win game because of his, like, his attitude towards it. And any time Hart made it any kind of save, big or small – he was like he was so hype about it. We finally have a goalie who's keeping us in games because he only faced ten shots coming into the third period that game, and then he faced what sixteen, seventeen, something like that in the third period alone. Yeah, and I don't want to make it sound like Jim Jackson's been phoning it in for the last five years, but let's be honest, he hasn't really. He, every day going to work must have sucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Like, have oh, there's Andrew McDonald again. Like. So it was it was just really cool to like watch Flyers game and like have Jim Jackson be real into it. I was into it. The Flyers were like playing one of the best teams in the East and 
playing them very well until they got tired. But like, still, it was great. In a, um, in I'm a back having to a lot back. of fun. In a back to back, that is. Um, but yeah, Kush, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they've besides the couple conquers they've had this year, they've. And even in the games they've lost, they've seemed like they're a much different team. Um, you know, or I think their record's not that much different than what it was at this time last year. I think last year no, they might have. This is like the best they've done since 2012. It's not. It's not way better. It, we were nine seven. Well, it's like, like one last yeah. year this time. We're ten five and two this time. It's only a two game difference. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah, but it's a, a two, it's a two game difference in like us. Uh, what fifteen games? So it does. Like, if you extrapolate that over 82 games, it does make a huge Yeah, yeah. I know, like, in the point system, like, if you take those two, you know, games, two extra games that we won, yeah, it's going to make a big difference at the end of the year. But I'm just saying, like, the record's not that much different at this point, but the games feel different. Yeah, they're, they're like, actually doing well. Yeah, and like, you, could te- you could tell they're not they getting were... – they're not getting – because you can tell they're they're not um getting um destroyed puck possession wise each game. In fact, they're they're the ones who are uh you know they they have more puck possession during games and um I don't know, they just seem like they're controlling the pace better. Yeah, they they feel like, you know, they're not just playing from behind even if they're ahead. Like I know they they kind of yeah. were you know playing what? from behind. It felt like like they were just surviving the third period, but again, it's a night of the back-to-back where they just went to a shootout the night before against Toronto, who was another good uh, Eastern Conference team. Then you go into Boston and you have to go again. Like it takes a lot to go through that. Here's the thing: yeah. like I, I hope the robot voice doesn't show up. So just lots of overpasses, but uh, they, they they like let's be honest, they won a bunch of games in the shootout, like, and that's inherently lucky. Like shootouts are kind of but they technically probably deserved to win all of those games like in regulation they kind of got a little bit of bad like they didn't get that insurance goal and they let the teams get back into it but um they just looked like the better team in both of those games yeah and and in particular with the bruins game because i only really was able to watch the third period uh, because of work, like I got home and was able to watch the third period over time in the shootout. Like watching that third period, it seemed like there was really only one line for the Flyers moving forward, and that was the Farabee, Drew, and I think it was paired with Warcheck. Well, yeah. So like they, like the periods one and two, like it was all Flyers. Like on, like Bruins were kind of a little shocked a little bit, I think, because you gotta remember, no one, no one really. The Flyers have been bad for five years, so I think the Flyers are still surprising teams too. Um, but then, like, the third period, you could just tell they ran out of gas. Like, that's that's what it was. The Flyers ran out of gas, and the Bruins are really, really, really good and started taking it to them, and Hart saved the day. Yeah. Which, also, Flyers are fun, because Hart is fun. Hart is yeah, fun. Have, having a goaltender definitely uh, changes the whole perception of the team. Now... We're specifying Hart, but that's not to say that Brian Elliott hasn't been fun either. No, no, he's actually been—he's playing above my expectations this year. I would not classify him as fun. Yeah, well, you have. I an, resent an, that. You don't like Brian Elliott, therefore I, your opinion. I love Brian Elliott, skewed. the person. He's a cool dude. I would love to hang out with him if he like 
I mean, listen, my uncle, listen, I we all cool. know about how you feel with, you know, he's a great guy. But that's not the point. The fact is that we're winning that's hockey games with him in That's also a low-key insult by me, because you all know how I feel about nice he's, guys. He's <laughs> actually been playing better than I've kind of ex- expected, minus the Pittsburgh game. But I, I kind of, you know, everybody played bad during that Pittsburgh game. Um, he's not playing bad. Like, I'm not saying he's playing bad. I'm just he's saying a fine, he, he's, a, he's doing what he's supposed to do. I yeah. Think. And which is honestly more than I expected. Like I think you know he's being he's his role as a backup right now. He's 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 a good backup, and that's more than I expected we'd get out of him. Yeah, and he's a good like mentor for Hart. Like just like the daily mental. I mean, I don't think Hart has troubles with the mental grind, but you know, um, yeah, you know, but whatever. Hart though feels like when the ice is tilted into the Flyers zone, like you have that feeling that Hart can do something special, which I don't feel like Elliot will. No, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> just some just some quick things while we're talking about Hart and Elliot. Elliot has started seven games, and he's 4-2-1, and one, with a 288 goals against and a 909 save percentage. Hart has started 10 games, uh, 6-3-1, and one, with a 271 and an 893 save percentage. And what's interesting is They've only Hart's only faced one more shot against than Brian Elliott, um, which is which is just interesting to me. He's only faced one more yeah. shot. Uh, he's yeah. had that he had that bad stretch of games, but but he's you also know, given you, up four more goals. Is what I was saying. Right. If you take away Hart's like, and I I know that's like kind of a bogus thing to say, but if you take away those three bad games that Hart had. You see, like, oh, his numbers are, are pretty good. It's it's still really early in the season where three bad games really throws off your numbers for a goalie. Um, same thing with Elliott. Like, Elliott's doing a lot better than the 909. He had that Pittsburgh game, you know, that really screwed up his numbers. So I think both goalies are playing great. The Flyers had a couple really, really, odd, like, really bad games. The games that were bad were really bad, which are kind of throwing off a lot of people's numbers. But overall, when you look at, like, each game, like, there's been more really good games than really bad games, which contributes to them being fun. Yeah. Yeah, fun. And a big reason for that fun, other than Carter Hart and uh, Brian Elliott, is uh, the youth, the youth movement here in Philadelphia. Uh, So, Ry, why don't you tell us about one of those young guys? Uh, Oscar Limblom. Um, yes, I mean, so far through the year, I think he's, what, one of the point leaders on the team overall. Does does he lead the team in points? No, I, I meant the... Travis Konechny does. Travis Konechny okay. has eight goals, 11 assists, and 19 points. Uh, Oscar Limbaum has uh, eight goals, so he's tied for the team leading goals. Six assists, That's what it was. I know, I know at one point he passed he is, TK for the lead in goals, right. but... He I, I, is second in points, uh, only gotcha. to Konechny. Couturier is third in points, and then Giroux and Voracek are tied with 12. Yeah, I mean, when he first started coming up to the system, everybody was always talking about how they really liked Lindblom, and I think last year we've seen, you know, when he got ice time, he he was really good. He was like that kind of like um, how Couturier used to be, really sound defensively, didn't do a ton of offense. And then this year, things just it, it things are starting to click for him. Um and I kind of tempered my expectations last year with him, but you heard, you know, all this talk about how Limblom was developing into, um, you know, a, what looked to be a top NHL winger, and it, those people seem to be right this year because he's lighting it up. Yeah, 
Uh, and the the only knock that I have against Limblom is his speed, but I think everybody has that knock against Limblom. But you don't need to be. I think he's proving now this year in particular that you don't need to necessarily have blazing fast speed to produce in this uh, this year's NHL. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think presence. that Lindblom worked on that, and I don't actually think that's a problem. Like, I think that's just what they've always said about him yeah. as a prospect. But I think right now his speed is not like he's not a slow player at the like he's actually probably average. Like, and that's that, like, and it's kind of frustrating when you look at other prospects like Strom. Like, you can fix your skating, just fix it. Lindblom fixed it. He's yeah. not like a fast player by any means. Please. And you and you put him on a line with with Travis Konechny, who's you know a blazing fast, you know full um, full offensive force. That that's why that line works so well is because they kind of balance off each other. And then of course in the middle you have Sean Couturier, who's a premier um, two way forward. I think uh, there's there's one thing to touch on about that speed comment that I made. You know, they, what they used to say about Drew when he was young was he was slow. Did they? Yes. They said his skating needs work, that he was slow, and he worked on that. Now he's one of the best players in the league. Yes. The entire time we, he's been. I noticed league. we've been circulating that uh, Drew's point total since 2012. Uh, yeah. Hey. I think we just lost. <laughs> uh, 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 but, yes, but, we have been circulating that point total since 2012. So that because in that time frame in the NHL, guys like Crosby, Ovechkin have been there the entire time for Drew to be put up there with him and have the disrespect of not being uh, called uh, listed as an elite uh, point-producing forward just because the team around him hasn't been as good, um, I think is, uh, is pretty disrespectful to him. But we're not here to talk about Crosby. We're here to talk about the youth. And uh, I want to talk about this this guy who's been in the league for only 11 games, and that's Joel Farabee. He's only got four points, two goals, two assists, although arguably he should have more, but that's an argument for another time. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a very big argument for another time. Offside says. Offside. Again, we're not going to touch that, but I think, um, you know, he's playing with Drew, and he's he's showing – these glimpses and consistent glimpses of being a future star for this team. You know, like I said, he's only 11 games in, but he, he looks so fast, so confident with the puck, making passes, taking good shots, getting the puck towards the net, getting the pucks in deep. Oh yeah. All the classic cliches, but he actually does it and does it well without being a big guy without, you know, he's not afraid to go get dirty and, you know, battle the bigger guys behind the net, battle the big defenseman in the corner. You know, he he's able to use finesse and aggression uh, in a way that really you don't expect out of a kid who's 11 games into an NHL career. Yeah, he's been Farabee's. I he, you could like you said, you can tell that he's going to develop into a star player. You see it, um, and. I think they have him on the third line now, which, I mean, that's perfect for him. He, he can work on what he needs to. Um, it seems like AV is pairing him off against um, decent competition, and he's been doing a really good job for somebody who, like you said, is only 11 games into his NHL career. Yes. So, Dev. Oof. All right. Probably lost him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about TK for a second here. Um, 
he's he's a player that you've seen it for a couple of years. He's he's always had those chances for the especially last year. He could have scored more goals. He's he probably hit like what like ten or eleven posts last season. Yeah, when he was going uh, through that one slow streak, he just he he's, was so snake bitten. It was unbelievable. He's just a force offensively, and you knew a season like this was coming. Um, and as he develops. You know, it, the same thing could be said for Farabee, too, because he's doing all the, the right things. Uh, you know, obviously it's not reflecting in the point totals, but you can tell that more experience in the league, he's going to fine-tune things. and He's having an effect on the play, and the the level of play that he's playing at is leading to him being put with Drew late in games to be put mm-hmm. out in three-on-three overtime. Like, that's not something you usually see out of a kid 11 can games I just, into his NHL career. Can I just say that he, I, I, that's another reason why the Flyers are really fun is because AV actually trusts, like, if the young players give him a reason to trust them, he trusts them. Yeah, so while we still try and see what's going on with Dev, um, let's, let's talk about the coaching system because that's the one thing I was going to talk about. I kind of skipped over it, but I was going to go back to it. Um, because, like, why are the Flyers fun? Well, a lot of it has to do with the coaching system. Uh, because AV allows the Flyers to play to their strengths and not just forces a system like Dave Haxtell did. And, uh, uh, um, sorry, uh, I lost my train of thought. I lost my, uh, pick. Uh, yeah, and, and not get destroyed by more, like, not destroy their morale. Like, if a kid makes a mistake, he's not going to destroy their morale by just putting it in the press box in favor of, you know, Andy McDonald. Perfect example is Travis Sanheim. He made a bunch of terrible mistakes. Uh, early in this season, but he's he's kept him in the game. He's kept him in the lineup, and and most recently, even last night uh, against the Bruins, he's looked more and more confident, making solid plays, spinning around Pasternak, the NHL's leading scorer in a three-on-three overtime period, and pushing the play up and taking a good shot on that. I believe he hit the post with that shot. Uh, I think that was the one I'm thinking of. Uh, but he's making plays on both ends of the ice, and even though he's not necessarily getting onto the stat sheet. Yeah, can I you mean, guys hear me? A uh, little bit. hear a, a little bit of robot, yeah. Okay. I can hear you guys perfectly clear, so that's There you go. You're coming okay. in fine now. Okay. Go ahead. Right. You probably want to hit on Phil Myers. <laughs> I've been I've been dying. Hopefully I don't get fuzzy and drop out. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Phil Myers. Yeah, um, what about him? So, noted draft bust and person that drew one to throw in a trade. It's just I a never said in. draft bust. Um, and it wasn't just a throw in. It was a sweet in the pot to get Tomas Hurdle. Sweet in the pot. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it was Tomas a sweet in the pot move. Tomas Hurdle. Anyway, he is, he's awesome. Drew, can you tell me, how big is he? How, what's his height and weight? Uh, I'll get you that in a second if you can. Okay. Yeah, so, he is such a smooth skater for such like a, a big person. I got it. Like, he's, and not even just like he's just a good skater in general. Not even like he's good because like good for a big guy. Um, but then when you factor in how big he is, it's even more impressive. Yeah, um, he's uh, six five, six foot five, two hundred ten pounds at the age of twenty two. And like he's just like I I feel I'm so excited for him. Like he's he's kind of like what I was hoping more was going to be when they drafted him, like this big gigantic dude who's going to be like a good dude. like he's actually big and can skate and can play um the two goals he had he scored three goals in three games which i think is like the first time a flyers defenseman has done that for like i don't know 
since I for- maybe it was a long time ago. It was a weird stat. Um, I don't, just an aside, I love stats like that. So they the NHL like uh, I forget like the NHL PR Twitter tweeted out that like Meyer scored three goals in three games. He's the first rookie defenseman to do that since this list of defensemen. And whenever they have a stat like that, the list is always hilarious because it's always like five great historically great defensemen like PK Subban and you know Paul Coffey and then I'll be like five guys you never heard of. Um, <laughs> anyway, the two goals he scored against the Boston and Toronto. Those shots. So the Toronto shot was kind of like a weird broken play and it like popped out to his stick. The yep. shot was so perfectly placed in the corner, we didn't even see it go in. Like it was oh, yeah, that, beautiful. That was the one that popped in and out like real yeah. fast. Like that was and amazing. It was just a beautiful shot. And then the Bruins one uh, again, just another perfectly placed shot. I think he did a little toe drag before he shot it. Like that was a great passing play, too. Just before that, um, but it's not just the offense. Like he's actually really aggressive on defense. Like he attacks guys and he hits them, and he's just he uses his size to his advantage. Uh, he's just so fun to watch, and I think he's going to be. I think him and Sanheim and Provorov are going to be, like, the anchors of this defense for, like, a really long time. I'm still, like, the other guys are going to kind of, like, come and go. But um, he's just awesome. I'm just so excited. He's finally here. He's undrafted. It's crazy. And the Flyers really got hit the lottery with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't rather have Tomas Hurdle uh, two years ago, but, you know, whatever. Tomas Hurdle is better than I thought he was two years ago. Was it yeah. two years ago when you said that? Uh, it's coming up on that. It's been about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, but like, I still like. I think. I think you can find Tomas Hurdle hurdles easier than you can find right shot defensemen who are six five. I just game. think you focus so hard on one thing that you forgot about the return, and it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. It's, Myers is awesome. Um, yeah. So I, I do want to touch on the uh, AV thing. Yes. He's awesome. I love AV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Thanks for just dead banter for everything. He's awesome. I, I just, it's so refreshing to see a guy like, like Sandheim. Sandheim is playing very well. He just had three really obviously terrible mistakes that led to goals. But, like, other than those three mistakes, he was still playing very well it was just like just kind of just like for one second he just lost it and a goal was scored and Hacksaw would have sent him to the AHL but AV is smart enough to know so far that like you know he's actually playing well he's one of our better defenders I'm gonna let him play through it he'll bounce back and and that's what you need to do with good players like they're not always gonna be good they're gonna make mistakes you know, you don't have to be a jerk about it. And that was something I was afraid of because if you remember, a certain Flyers assistant coach did not treat a, a certain Norris winning defenseman that way, which was uh, Michelle Terrian and P.K. Subban. Like, P.K. Subban would make one dumb mistake, and I was like, oh, he's not good at defense. And it's like, no, he's one of the best defensemen in the league, idiot. But... AV is obviously not letting that uh, affect his coaching style, and I like it. He's just, he just seems like a happy guy. I like him. 
I feel like that whole Terry and Subban thing was more of a Montreal thing than it was anything else. Probably. Because Montreal is notorious for um, being overly critical of every single player on the ice. Not especially just, black ones. Especially, I wasn't going to go there, but especially black ones, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so, last two games have gone to a shootout. Two in a row. Back-to-back nights. And the Flyers did this thing called Wyndham. And I don't think the Flyers what have ever won. What a concept. I don't think the Flyers have ever won two shootouts in a row ever. And that's obviously me being overly critical because I'm sure they have. But I think they did last year. I yeah. think I remember that happening last year. But, like, it, yeah, the point is the Flyers suck at the shootout and suddenly they're winning them. And yeah. I have a feeling it has something to do with a young goaltender. Well, it, it mainly has to do with the fact that, um, you know, we're finally getting goals for these guys who are making the saves. True. Because the first time we played Toronto and it went to a shootout this year, it went, what, 11? Uh, that wasn't El- – Elliot did great. Elliot Although, did great. I w- we just didn't score. I do want to comment. Okay, Mr. Robot. We'll wait comment on that. that shootout. Oh, wait. Almost, yeah, you're good. Uh, you're I good. I pass. Okay. I do want to comment. It almost felt like the, the Leafs and the Flyers were like, hey, guys, how long do you think we can make this last? How about everyone just shoots the puck and no one deeks? Because, like, no one deeked. Everyone shot the puck in that shootout. They were trying to snipe the goalies, and it wasn't working. They were making all the saves. Well, I think what happened and what, what kind of happened in Saturday's matchup against uh, Toronto is that shooting was correct. It's just you needed to take a slap shot. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I forgot true, about true. that. That was amazing. Um, I, I wonder if there's some sort of like advanced stat going around on NHL teams that's like actually shooting is better than deking. I think I think because shooting it is seems better than like deking because you're less likely to lose the puck. Yeah, it and just seems like God. the Flyers have been in a lot of shootouts lately, so like I feel like we're experts. It just feels like both, it's not just the Flyers; it's their opponents who are shooting the puck and not trying to like backhand, forehand. I think that a lot of goalies in the NHL are less aggressive now because moves were such the hot thing for a while. Um, so they're sitting farther back in the net, which means the tendency should be to shoot now. Um, Carter Hart does not sit in the back of the net, and he is the perfect blend of aggressive and patient. Can we talk about how he made Pasternak look bad twice? Twice. That's like that. Just, that's that's what he, I'm saying. Like, he comes out and then he just so easily glides with the player, moves left to right so perfectly easily, takes away every shooting angle in tight, and then Pasternak's like, "Oh, I have nothing to shoot at now, and I'm looking like an idiot." And yeah. But um, I was gonna he say one of those moves. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, 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 do you find it weird that the Flyers have been to so many shootouts though this year? Like I feel five, like five five shootouts. Do you yeah, think the shootouts good. are back on the rise again? And I think I I want to think that they probably are, but I think it's because how teams are playing three on three. Yeah, they think they figured it out that like you gotta like don't do what uh was that Vancouver that had the three on zero? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, don't do what they did. I feel like there's a, like shootouts are back on the rise, and I think that's because when teams go into um, – if they don't like their setup in, their, in the offensive zone, they'll pull out, yeah. and they'll bring the puck all the way back. But remember, that's not always effective. 
<laughs> uh, the Flyers um, have seven regulation plus overtime wins, and one of them is in overtime. The Flyers are one and zero in the three uh, three on three overtime period, and they're three and two when it comes to going to the shootout. So the Flyers are ten five and two on the year total. And it's, so... it's not that I mind shootouts because I know there's and I know there's a big portion of the fan base and really just hockey fans in general just that just don't like shootouts because they feel like it's a cheap way to end a good yeah it's it's a cheap way to end (laughs) it's a cheap way to end a a good game and i understand that um i could see that logic and if they ever got rid of the shootout and just went back to ties i wouldn't hate it or disagree with it i just i like having a game end definitively and i don't you just give the teams a twenty minute three on three overtime period. Well, that 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 was that was going to be my suggestion. Make the three on three longer because. Well, I want to I want to talk about this. Is what does baseball do? There's no ties in baseball. Okay. What does basketball do? There's no ties in basketball. Okay. So what's the problem here? Football. Oh, has they're ties. gonna get. They're gonna, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, football. But it's so like maybe there's like two ties a year in football. Yeah. Like, do you think it's so hard to tie in football? Like it's usually when it's two teams playing really bad. Do, do you like, think if you you eliminate the shootout and then you keep ties but make the three on three overtime period longer, and then like if your team ends in a tie, you both get a point? I think that would make that three on three. You'd have teams pushing more. Yeah, for sure. I think because well, it just seems the like they're, they're, why they're, they got rid of ties the first time was. I mean, it was four-on-four four overtime, but, like, teams would just hold out and just take the point and not give up the point. Like, not give up the extra point to the other team. So, I, especially, like, interdivision or interconference, when you're late in the season fighting for playoffs, you don't want to give up that third point, right? So I think you can't go back to a tie system, but give me 10 minutes of three-on-three three overtime. Give me yeah. 15 minutes of three-on-three three overtime, then go to your shootout. I honestly yeah. think if you had 10 minutes of three-on-three three and then it ends in a tie... You would not see any time. Well, I don't think you would it, either, but I think there there comes a point where you like you guys are saying like, all right, they're gonna be like more aggressive for that third point. Where I think they're gonna be less aggressive with that last two and a half minutes as to not give up the third point. Well, I, I well, I'm not even saying the really third easy. point. I'm just saying each team would get one point for going into overtime, and right. then you play for that second point, and then if no one gets it, you just that you just each get a point, and that's it. Right. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to late in the season, say it's like the Flyers and I don't. Yeah, know, I guess they're in like division. Are playing for the the wild card, right? They're they're like almost even in points. The Flyers are playing catch up. They can't afford to give Montreal that second that second point, the third point of that, right? Because there's three points when you go to that, right? The winning team yeah. gets two, the losing team gets one. You can't afford to give up that extra point, so they just stay even. So wait, in this, for in this situation, the Flyers are ahead of Montreal. And, and then Montreal would be pushing them. So right? Montreal is trying to get that second point. They're going to be ultra-aggressive. Yeah, I don't think any team would really sit back and be complacent. So I like mean, the Flyers would be sitting back, which would lead to them getting scored on. But this, that's what we know what that was like, problem, You can't play the trap on three-on-three. On three. It's three-on-three. You know? That was the you problem can't. prior to the shootout, though, was teams would do that. They would just stop. They would play conservative and take time yeah, to playing for the win, even if they were trailing the other team in the playoff race. How, how did the, the point system work? They're still doing that. It was the they're same still thing. It was, the, it was exactly what you're saying. The the two, two points for a win, one point for the loss, or one point each for the tie. 
Right? Okay. Because you, you would rather take the evenness than try and give up that extra point. All right. So there's no ties, and you play three on three until someone scores. Yeah. I think that would work. I just I just don't think the NHL uh because they're a bunch of softies. Yeah, no, you're right, but I don't think they'd buy into it. They're a bunch of millionaires who don't want to be tired. <laughs> I agree. That would I that would so, be the best solution. But the, I the think... reason why they won't do that is because for some reason the NHL thinks long like if a game goes long that's bad. I I don't uh, baseball doesn't seem to care. Um and well, players, baseball is trying to speed up their game. Yeah, but yeah, I mean they're trying to speed it up from four and a half hours to four. Um, the players don't want to play all night and then have a back-to-back situation. But like my answer is suck it up because it's going to happen not yeah. that often. Like it's with, not it's I, not going to be that often that you're going to go past six minutes of three on three. Like, yeah, I, I think with three on three too, it's would be fine doing an endless overtime because it's three on three. Eventually, something's going to give. It's not going to last three or four overtime periods. Eventually, you got also, two fourth line forwards out there. Also, like, you don't, like, there's no opportunity to play for a shootout or a tie, so you're not going to just, like, milk the clock or anything. You're going to just keep playing. So, you, yeah. like, it's, it's going to, like, 90% of those games will end before five minutes because they already do. And. The ones that don't will end before ten. Like it'll be very, it'll it'll happen. There will be like a twenty-five minute overtime or something crazy, but it'll be rare. It's not and it'll be fun big... too when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just uh, like even if you're not gonna like do the ties or continuous, just give me five more minutes. Just like, give it. A yeah, shootout. just kill it, kill it dead. But like, assuming that the the NHL is not gonna get rid of the shootout, which they're, it looks they're probably like they're not. not going to. Give give us five extra minutes of three on three hockey. Yeah, you know makes the, me... the, the shootout is harmful because you know what used to be really exciting? What? Penalty shots. Yeah. Like, when there was a penalty shot, you're like, oh, man, you don't see these a lot. But now you see them all the time, so, like, you don't care. Like, it's not exciting. I don't know. I yeah. feel like penalty shots are still exciting. They're when not Pasternak, as exciting as they yeah. used to be. When had that penalty shot against the Flyers on Sunday, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> But it's not like... It's not like a, you know, wasn't you, at the end. Was it? It was like late in the third, right? It was late in the third. Yeah. I, I can see the point, that point, though, because you're you're watching it every, you know, every time it goes to a shootout, you're just watching continuous, endless watching free breakaways. Stuff. Yeah, you're watching free breakaways endlessly, which is basically what a penalty shot is. So when the penalty shots happen, you're kind of just sitting there like, ah, it's in, you know, is he good in the shootout? Like, <laughs> I, I think is. Overpass, so here comes Robot Dev. Um, am I here? You're here. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, cool. Um, that extra gig might be kicking in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, like, I, my point was, like, penalty shots, a.k.a., you know, shootouts, used to be a rare thing that you didn't see. So, like, it was foreign. It was exotic, you know? Like, when a guy was awarded a penalty shot, you might see a couple a year. But now you see you know, 80 a year, because, you know, every shootout, there's at least, like, five or six, so, that's my point. Yeah, I think with a penalty shot, it is obviously more exciting than, like, watching a shootout, because there's a little bit more involved, or more at stake, I guess, because it's a real goal that counts, but I do think you're right, it kind of does 
lessen the um, I don't know the the excitement of it I, happening. I still get excited about some of the stuff. That's exactly. I mean, I'm not saying I don't get excited about I, them. I, I still get excited for them in big moments. I'm just saying, like, I don't if know. there was a penalty the shot in the first out, period, I think if there was a penalty shot in the first period, I'd still be excited because it's a penalty shot. Yeah, but you're not. It's not like it's exciting because your team could score or get scored against. It's just like it's as exciting as a breakaway, essentially. Like breakaways are still exciting, but like. It just used to be something you didn't see very often. It's a momentum shift. Like, it's still... It's a momentum shift. Yeah, like, goals are exciting in general, but some goals are more exciting than others. How about that? I still feel like... Okay, let's... Basically, they they need to to fix the overtime somehow. That's the point we're all trying to make here. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) somehow Flyers... What about all sides? No, we're not doing this. We talked about this. We're not doing that tonight. Ha! All right, um... So, yeah, Dev. What's up? Why don't you uh, give us a fantasy forecast? Um, uh, I don't have a forecast. So you, you didn't name it correctly. It's Fantasy Week in Review. Well, you didn't tell me that. I did. I told you that from day one. That's what I named it last well, time. alliteration. I'm not, I am not a fantasy expert. I can't sit here and tell you that Travis Konecki is going to score four goals. Well, I hope he doesn't. I mean, I hope he does, Why? but I hope he does, because I'm playing yeah, against him. because he's playing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also have Wimbaum on my team, too. That was a great pickup. Yeah. I have Phil so... Myers. That's right. Okay. Um, That's right. So I'm driving. All right, I got it. I'm I trying to read. Well, I know Pito was the winner. Okay, well, week. we got to go two weeks ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can't remember who two weeks ago was. Tell it me. was Joe. Joe, 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 Joe was the, the winner of the week two weeks ago, and Dude, I just he is... point out. Right, okay, what were you going to point out? I was just going to point out, shout out to um, noted loser, multiple loser of the week. Uh, my dad yes. was oh so close to being the winner of the week two weeks ago, and he just lost out to Joe. So just, just giving him some love there, because he was multiple loser uh, of the week. week loser player, of the week so. two weeks ago was uh, Pita. <laughs> two weeks ago, it was really rough. Two weeks ago for Pito, he hadn't won a game yet, and he was the big loser of the week. But what you know what? Fortunes, fortunes change. You know, things can take 180s all the time. It's a long season, boys, so you can't give up. The winner of the week this week is our pal Justin Pito. Congratulations, yeah. Pito! <laughs> from from zero to hero. <laughs> well, he's still one in five. But at least he put up 188 points last week. Um, the loser of the week. I think I remember. Is it? It's Andy. It's Andy. You suck, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Wow, you were never really, that aggressive. Really, the real loser. You were never that aggressive when it was your dad as the loser of the week. It's weird. <laughs> I, really, the respect, real loser, though. You should respect your parents. So. Oh, that's fair. I, I, um, little, little, um... It, it, off topic, but Dan's team second most points in the league, and he's two and four. That's uh, that's sucks. depressing. That's that's hard to see. I mean, hey, Dan, play, be happen? better, Dan. Um, <laughs> Kevin is the Kevin is the. How do you say that name? I always say it really wrong. <laughs> hey, you actually got it right. Spot oh, on. nice. Okay, cool. Wow, look at that. Um, yeah. So, I think now. Uh, look, so hot players. Oh yes, hot points players. wise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, For the last two weeks. Uh, going off of memory again, I believe the number one player of the last two weeks has been Leon Dreisaitl. That is correct. Yeah. And he's kind of, points. 
kind of left McDavid in the dust there, which is interesting. Yeah, don't like um, that. I wonder if McDavid <laughs> missed some games or something. Uh, no, it's just not producing. It's fine. I, I mean, I hope McDavid line? stays on his cold, quote-unquote, streak. Uh, nah, he's he's still doing very up. well. He's starting to heat back <laughs> up there, bud. Don't you worry. He's averaging, back like, up. averaging like four or something points a game, which is still really good. But, yeah. like, yeah. Leon Dreisaitl is just on fire. I think it's like six, six points a game, which is nuts over the last two weeks. So, right. good for him. Um, and then uh, second, I cannot remember. I know Austin Patrick Kane Matthews. Austin Matthews was second. Austin Weird mustache Matthews boy. Was second. Um, and then Patrick Kane. Uh, Austin Matthews had. Uh, Austin Matthews uh, had forty-one point eight points. Patrick Kane had thirty-eight point four points. Now the interesting thing about that is all three of those players are on Justin Bieto's team. That makes a lot of sense. Wild. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Things are adding up. Um. Wow. Yeah. So. Um. uh, Power rankings. Pito is number one. Uh. I'm just kidding. It's one and five. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But power rankings about what what have you done for me lately? So. I think Joe's team would still be. I still think it's Joe's team. Followed by (laughs) Cuss' team. Followed by Rise' team. Followed by my team. You're just reading the standings. You're not. That's just that's just rankings. It's not power rankings. You don't know how power rankings work. Okay. <laughs> All right. Points for. <laughs> Idiot. Wow. All right. Anyways, uh, Dev, I have a question for you. What's this thing in the dock here? Ugly players. Uh, yeah. Drew. The ugliest player in the. Um, and this is just any league. Is you, Drew? Oh. <laughs> huh. So I didn't. You know, I was very busy this week. Last, but you know, didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of research, so I couldn't think of anybody who sucked this week. So I just said Drew's ugly. That's all. That's all I got. Um, I'll be better. I'll be better moving forward. Sorry. Um, I heard a lot. I will give Drew a shout out. He, without doing any other research, the best ad of the week is Drew picking up Felipe Meyer. Yes. Um, I just want to make a a quick uh, uh, thing about Pauly. he he is officially gone. You know what? I need to make moves because he has made two moves in a span of twelve hours of trades. Uh, he has uh, traded myself. I, I traded him uh, Victor Arvidsson uh, for Jeff Skinner, and I believe uh. Ryan he made a trade with you, didn't he? No. No. He All made right. a trade with me. <laughs> I'm a little insulted because it was oh, you. He really sends me a lot of trade offers, and I have gotten. Hang Zero on, I trade gotta, offers. I, I gotta remember who this trade was. Uh, it was from. Uh, always get. Oh, it's from. It's to uh, Tim. It's to the other Kush. It's to the other Kush. He traded Victor Olofsson and Ryan Suter uh, to Tim for Ryan Johansson. So, Pauly just wants the Jofa line back. That's not even a line. And he's got him. And now I have Jeff Skinner, and I won that trade. Um. I think you did. I was going to say, I didn't really listen to what the trade was. I said, whoever got Skinner, I think, won that trade. That's me. But, yeah. I traded away Arvidsson. Victor Arvidsson. Ooh, Grubauer just went on IR. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of IR, can they put Mitch Marner on IR so I can put him on IR and pick somebody else up instead of it just eating I, a roster I, w- I want to say that I was really dumb and really couldn't figure out how to put Victor Hedman on IR for, like, a solid week. I was like, why can't I put him on IR? I was getting really mad because like, I'd get busy, you know, kids and stuff. And then I realized that you have to hit manage IR up the top. So, just a little tip for anyone who can't figure out how to put their players on IR. You don't drag <coughs> <into> IR. 
Wow, look at that. I figured it out, guys. I moved uh, Mitch Marner to high R. <laughs> I oh don't know how God. I figured that out. Wait, why are we telling them this now? I don't, what know. <laughs> I don't know how I figured that one out. Uh, uh, so I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> so thanks, little, little tips as you listen to the podcast to get tips. You learn tricks. Yeah. Now tips and tricks, is, if you will. I want to pick up. Um, all right, well, we're not going to sit here and listen yeah, to you, yeah, Robert anyways, um, I, I got to get to my next – oh, I got to – guys, talk about fantasy for like two seconds. I got to – Okay, I, actually, no. I will talk about Robert Hag, though. When is it appropriate to final, to retweet Robert Hag guy? Who's Robert well, Hag guy? Do you remember way back when I got in a – it wasn't just me. I feel like <gasps> Kush that was also guy. <laughs> I had a tweet bookmarked where he said, you guys are going to love Robert Hag one day. So he's been benched, and I feel like it's not. I feel like I gotta wait. Like, There's a, a year. lot of people who, who have said this. That, yeah, know. but but there was this one guy. Not a lot, was, but like I could I could I think of a couple that people. Guy. No, I remember but, you know, the There guy. was a specific guy. He was like really on my case. Like he wasn't like leaving me alone. Like he. Like, was like I do remember the incident. The other I don't remember his exact ad or his profile, but I do. I remember. mean, I can. I'll show you later. I'll show you a screenshot of him. Um, and then he was like, he was just responding to all my tweets for a good like month. Yeah. Just I do like, remember this guy. Yeah. yeah. So my other question is when I retweet him, mm-hmm. is it worth it? And I think he might be following me secretly. So like, <laughs> I thought about just taking a screen grab, but I feel like he'll see it. I don't really want him to bother me. Maybe just take just just take a shot at Robert Hag in a tweet and see if he <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I do um, want to. I do want to say one thing about Sam Moran, and how unfortunate it is uh, that he told us. Oh yeah, it really it. sucks. That's really mm-hmm. terrible. It, I hope he makes it back somehow, but it's I hope not looking one day, good. Yeah, I hope it just doesn't destroy him. Like even if he just I, comes back and plays him in the AHL time, I, just I hope, hope he's he a Masterson Trophy Award winner at some point in his career for coming yep. back after battling two ACLs. Yep. Um, yeah. So it does suck. We've killed enough time. Big I've time. I've made my uh, I've made my pickup. Um, so we're all good. <laughs> I got a uh, JG uh, Pajot from. Uh... I've been eyeing him up. Yeah, but he plays for the Senators, uh, so I've been afraid. Yeah. Anyways, it's time for Drew's picks of the week. This week brought to you by the tree services of Yay. Tim Burr, uh, trimming trees since '93. Uh, my record uh, up to this far is uh, three and three, so a solid 500. Um, we're also gonna bring back Joey's parlay <laughs> record, uh, Joey's parlay and Dolph's lock of the week. Uh, Joey's parlay records uh, one and zero. Oh. Um, right now he's currently up uh, $200, um, and Dalt's lock of the week is one and zero. I remember he picked Boston over Ottawa. So um, this week uh, my picks they all come on Thursday games. Um, I've got the Panthers at uh, home against the Jets. Uh, I've got the Coyotes away. Is that at, hockey or football? Uh, ooh, good point. It's uh, hockey. Um, okay. Uh, the Coyotes um, at the Wild. I got the Coyotes winning that, and the Canucks are going to stand their home ice against uh, the Stars. Um, for that. So, yeah, that's all Thursday. If you want to bet with me, you're going to go a solid 500 out of three. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, Can we start calling the wild the wilds? No. The wilds. No. I actually went through that, and, like, I think it was a tweet or something. It's, like, how many uh, teams end in S? And I think it was, like, two in the NHL, but now I forget. That don't end in S, you mean? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, that don't end wild in Wild and lightning are definitely the yeah. two. Yeah. I, I think th- they were the only two avalanche. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You remember yeah. that thing? What was it? It wasn't Quizzo. Quizzo is what you play at bars, but it was like a thing on the internet where you'd go take a test. Like, like a, it was like a game. 
but you would they would basically be like questions like how many teams professional sports teams don't end in S, and then like you had to like try to answer them within like a minute. Sure. Oh, I do remember my my wife played this a lot. Yeah, I always did it in school. Anyway, sorry. Continue with uh, the the good picks. No, finish your finish your thought. You just like anyways finish. <laughs> that, that that was my thought thought. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, now, yeah. Get so on that's... with the picks that people are going to listen to now. Right, so that's uh, that. Those are my picks: uh, the the Panthers, Coyotes, and Canucks on Thursday. Uh, Joe's parlay of the week. Um, it's for tonight. If you're listening to the pod, which is Wednesday, um, he's got Vegas uh, home against Chicago, Toronto on the road against the Islanders, and Dallas on the road against the Flames. And he's saying make a twenty-five dollar bet to win one hundred and forty-five twenty-two. So let's see how it works. And uh, Dalt's lock of the week um, for Friday, uh, the fifteenth is uh, the Flyers on the road Ooh. at Ottawa. Dot says, I feel, like in. I feel like that's a risky one. Yeah. You know what? The Flyers at know. Ottawa. Little, that's how you know that we are all way too hyped. Little little behind the scenes here about Dot's lock of the week. The lock of the week changed about three times, so <laughs> have <laughs> Look, fun I, with I'd that always one, boys. Be, I'd always be <sighs> cautious about betting on the Flyers against the worst team in the league. Listen, Dalt is going to feel really stupid Dalt, on Saturday morning. Dalt, Dalt, for so many times, has gone, I'm betting against Ottawa. And then Ottawa wins. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay, so cool. Like, uh, for instance, Ottawa's first win against the, uh, of the year against Tampa Bay. Dalt hit hammer Tampa Bay in that one, so... Uh, Take Dalt's lock of the week with a grain of salt, if you will. You're not really, you're not really advertising Dalt's lock of the week. Very Listen, well. he wasn't sure. <laughs> his, his picks are always wrong. I'm not allowed to bet on the Flyers. So yeah, this is true. The Flyers have five losses, and I'm pretty sure I bet yeah. on them all those five games in regular. Please like gamble only... responsibly. Uh, I feel like the only. If, if anybody he... you know or love has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gambling. Like the- that's actually a, you actually used the real line there. Yeah, yes. it's probably yeah, yeah. you didn't make something up like you know you do. It's not. No, that's serious. I mean, come on. Nobody's gonna sponsor the Truce Picks of the Week when he's five hundred. I feel like uh, the only one from Joe's list I'd be iffy on is Toronto because the Islanders have actually been surprising. Well, not surprisingly, but I feel like they've been really good and I, no one's been talking about them. I, Dallas is the one I'm worried about there. Because... Yeah, against the Flames. Are... <sighs> yeah, I don't know. The Flames, uh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, Flames he's... are on and off. It, yeah. Well, it's you Dallas can't call, that I'm worried about. You, you can't call hockey, team. man. It's just too random. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call it, man. I, just, I don't know. Drew, I like how all three of your picks were teams that, what, last year? Or, like, the last couple years are... They would have been considered really bad. They were like Devin's idol level bad. I secretly, of the week I secretly is love the Canucks. The to Canucks. find the night all the teams are playing and randomly select them all and put 10 cents on it. That's my <laughs> advice to you every week. How many of those have you won? Uh, none, but one day it will happen. <laughs> and I'll get a whole five hours out of it. And I'll probably make all the money back that I spent over 12 years of betting 10 cents. 12 years? <laughs> It's going to take that 12 years, but I oh, will oh, okay. succeed. You're saying 12 years from now. Yeah, yeah. How many teams can you actually put on one parlay ticket? As yes. many as you want. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. What if you just bet t- like 5 or 10 cents on like literally every team that is playing, like all that's across all I, sports? That's what I do sometimes. 
and it's dumb because the more you well, add, the mean? less likely you're gonna win. A lot. <laughs> like like if I put ten cents and I do just like the nine NHL games, it'll be like hundred and fifty bucks. Are you serious? Yeah. On ten cents. Ha- yes, that's why I tell everyone to do it. It's no way. Not ten cents though. It's I, I, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> the odds are like fourteen thousand or something crazy. <laughs> like, if it's that, I would just do ten cents every night. Like... Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. It's just stealing money. <laughs> Robbing the banks or the casinos, I should say, not the banks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, well, I think I have that a was Wells Fargo. <laughs> well, I'm actually yeah. gonna start doing that because ten cents for eleven teams. Yeah, what are the odds there? Pretty bad, but I feel like that's not that bad. Like I feel well, like the I dime. Could... I find dimes on the freaking couch all the time. Yeah, like what the hell? Yeah, I mean, we we watch a lot of hockey. You should be able to pick all the games for one night. Should be able. To. You'd think that. Think I don't think the odds makers really know what they're doing, so I'm just. I think you. that they do because this week in the NFL, all the heavy favorites lost. This is a hockey podcast. How dare you? I understand <laughs> that, but I'm still upset. Okay, <laughs> I lost like a hundred bucks on Sunday. And you know what? I went. I went Sunday morning, and I went. You know what? Here's three. Devin's that I other know. lock of the week is to bet, like. Five dollars that the a team's gonna win, and then bet like two dollars that the, other, that the team's... other team's gonna win by two or something crazy, and that way you won't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thrill. It's the thrill of never losing. No, what you do? We're is... always losing. <laughs> We're always losing. We're losing you... both somehow. You put like a five dollar bet on the underdog, and then you put like. A whatever dollar bet on the the favorite to cover the five dollars. This is what you do. You go into the casino, okay. and you go straight to the roulette table, right? Yep. And you bet the first dozen, and the second dozen, and black. And I, you will win almost every time. I feel like you literally lose all the time. No, you win. You just win like three dollars. Yeah, but how much are you betting? Well, you say you bet a dollar. Let's just say you bet a dollar for math. You win like a dollar fifteen, and you keep doing it until eventually wait, you lose, wait, 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 and wait, then wait, you wait, lose wait, all your money. Hang on, hang on, hang on. How many you things bet, are on a roulette? There's like thirty something, but you there, you can bet red or black, but you can also bet the first dozen, like one through twelve, or the second dozen, thirteen through twenty-four, or the third dozen, the rest. Right? So okay, you so... bet. So you say you bet on the first dozen the second dozen, and black or red, and you have, like, a 75% chance. Or you right. You take your paycheck to the casino, and you do that. Do make a hundred, or make, make over a hundred individual bets of 10 cents on every possible parlay combination. <laughs> oh, <night>. yes! <laughs> and, then a, and then you win! And then, yeah, you'll win. You'll win one of them. I, I wonder if how, I wonder if you could actually turn profit by doing that. No. No, that wouldn't work. Like, no, like, no, you definitely would turn. A I profit. feel like everything. Oh, you would. Everything that has been said. <laughs> Here's what you don't want to do. Just you don't want to pick one team. Here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to do what they're you saying. Just, you don't want to just have a pick some guy's lock of the week and put like twenty bucks on it. No, that's all you do. You pick twelve teams, and you bet like two dollars on each one of them. 
Uh, and then you get the thrill of winning. <laughs> and then you definitely win some of them. Right. But how much do you lose? <laughs> well, you don't look at the matters. You just You're... focus on the ones you win. If I bet, if there's 12 games, and I bet on each one of those games, like $2, uh, you know, I bet 24 bucks. Same money as you. But I might win seven times. Right. You you might lose once and not win any at all. I mean, I might I, say I only win four times. Well, that's four more times than you did. I. I... <laughs> Dev's playing for the win here. He doesn't care about. I guess he doesn't care about money. Well, it's only two dollars. <laughs> I guess. You have so you do that. You? So you bet you bet two dollars on every game, and then you parlay them all. Right. Two. Okay. So you have you bet on each game individually, but then you also parlay them. So if your parlay loses, you probably win a little bit though. Are we are we trying to moneyball Vegas right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the just trying to say the most outrageous things I could think of. The house always wins. Um, not not when not when they play me. <laughs> not when they play. Anyway, me. if you have any concerns about Dev, you can send us an email uh, <laughs> to wizwithockey at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can give us a follow on Twitter. Steve, Wiz, you, I, I will show you my tax statement. At Wiz underscore Wiz underscore. No, don't show your tax statements. So my social number <laughs> no. is. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Wiz underscore Wit underscore Hockey. This has all gone way too downhill, and I cannot. Drew has uh, no control. I have nothing. I have nothing right now. You can follow myself at the Big Drew ninety two. You can follow Devin. At Devin S93, that is if his wife doesn't kill him if she ever hears this. Um, at She's Sauce not gonna Boy hear Kush, this. you can follow Ryan there at Sauce Boy Kush. Um, I've I've lost everything. <laughs> lost um, the room. <laughs> I've been Drew. He's been Devin. Today I learned that I wasn't the only one who didn't know how to put their players on IR. He's been Ryan. Wow, I just realized how many people don't pay attention to the freaking fantasy teams. <laughs> is it on the app? Like, is it on the app? Too? Yes, just... it's yeah. always been a thing. Like, never... Yeah, so I, I just forgot. Like, I forgot how to put players on IR, and I was sitting there trying to drag and drop. Like, it says IR right there. You said, yeah. like, why can't I? And my guy was on freaking IR, and I was like, well, did I forget to put an IR slot? I'm like, no, that can't be it. And then, you know, I just somehow remembered and i was like oh you idiot could have had an extra player for a whole week right now now here we are all right i'm done yeah i think i've had enough right you done all right yep all right, all right. bye go everybody go go flyers <laughs> i don't know anymore